Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I ever exit. New York Yankees beat the Guardians 4-1. Dodgers beat the uh, the Padres 5-3. Uh, we've had it, what, so three of the four games went over the number uh, today. Something interesting to um, to think of moving forward. Shout out to our boy Johnny Kicknuts. We've got a lot of tool bags in our chat, but we've got more uh, solid dudes like Johnny, Johnny Kicknuts. Uh, Vegas born. Vegas born's a good guy. Chris Warren's a good guy. Anthony Thomas in Los Angeles. Got a lot of listeners in Los Angeles kicking it with us. What's up? Uh, what's up, Jimbo? Got no beef with Jimbo. Leg show in Vegas. John Roy in Chicago. I don't know where Frankie T's at. Where are you at, Frankie T? I don't know where Ron Fig is either. Cortez. Cortez is um, Cortez is in Texas. I've asked Cortez a couple of times. Is Cortez in Texas or in San Diego? I think he's in Texas. All right, let's. Uh, we got we got Andrew McKinnis with us right now, uh, throwing it down. The pucks have begun. So um, Vegas wins. The game goes over the number. The Rangers win tonight. The game goes under the number. So before we bring back our AM uh, radio affiliates, which will be in like two minutes actually, but let me just load up uh, the NHL here. Let's get into it with tomorrow night, McKinnis. The Boston Bruins at the Washington Capitals. I know you're down on the Bruins uh, this year. So do you like the Caps tomorrow at minus one forty-five? I don't love the price. You know, I, if I'm playing this game, I would look towards over. You know, I, I think the biggest thing for the Bruins is their lack of, you know, defensemen with McAvoy and Grizzlick out. But I still think we'll get some production from their forwards early in the season. The Capitals are relatively healthy. That was five and a half in the offseason. But I do like that six at around minus 115. I expect goals in that contest. What about Columbus and Carolina? Should Carolina really be minus 260 favorites? Or are, are you expecting Columbus? Do they expect Columbus to be that bad? Honestly, I think I think Columbus might be one of my dogs tomorrow. You know, I'm I, I'm not sure if I'm going to officially like go ahead and step up and, and play it. But at a plus a puck and a half is attractive to me. Me too. You know, you, you know, you hate to say it like this, Gabe. But sometimes you look at a card, right, and you're like, all right, which team is going to be the upset, right? Which team is the dog? And uh, you know, besides maybe like Seattle at a really short dog, I think that Columbus might be the yeah. one at a really good price there. I mean, yeah, Carolina made some offseason moves, but guess what? So did so did Columbus, and nobody's talking about them. They've got a great no, goaltender. They've got all they have great power play. So who knows? You know, there's lots of hype about Carolina right now, but especially early in the season. We want to be really careful with the numbers we're laying, and and maybe you know you and I aren't 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 laying minus two sixties and stuff, but then we're forced to bet a puck line. And what if Carolina wins three two? You know, so uh, it's a great point you raise about the plus one and a half. I don't often bet those, but I feel like in a scenario with two great goaltenders, 
Could be a great bet there at the plus one and a half. Oh, I do. I often bet those. <laughs> I do. Uh, that's a big you know thing. Why mine. I don't? Because I always get the empty net goals myself. So I don't want to lose because of that. You know why I do? Because I always lose at a shootout. Oh, hold on. <laughs> All right, let's roll. Quickest 180 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. It's really cruising uh, tonight. We're full. Uh, we got Andrew McKinnis kicking with us uh, right now from wagertalk.com. Steve Merrill will join us uh, later. We'll talk NFL football, uh, pro sports info, wagertalk.com. We got Jerry Palm, um, college, uh, Brack, uh, you know, uh, college uh, basketball, Brack, uh, Brackatologist. And um, I haven't said that word in a little while. I had a hard time there. And uh, <laughs> college football bowl projector, Jerry Palm. Jerry does the best bet column every uh, Tuesday on CBSSports.com. And uh, you know, he doesn't join us every Tuesday, but I don't know, maybe every second Tuesday we, we, we catch up with him. We talk about his bets, and we talk about the college football landscape. So we're going to break down the big games, Texas, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State, Michigan, Penn State, Alabama, and uh, Tennessee. So we got college football talk coming up in about 40 minutes' time. We've got hockey talk right now. We've got a bunch of NFL talk in the last hour of the program. We're, we've got all your uh, bases covered, including some more Major League Baseball picks. We're on fire the last couple of days. Let's keep it rolling. So Andrew McCannis kicking it uh, with us uh, right now. So the National Hockey League regular season has begun. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights beat the LA Kings tonight. The game went over the number. The Rangers uh, handled their business tonight at the world's most famous arena at MSG. They beat the Ted Bay Lightning. That game went under the number. The Boston Bruins get the Washington Capitals tomorrow in the nation's capital. I'll just give everybody the odds right now. On the other side, we'll get some picks from McKinnis, and then we'll get some football picks uh, from McKinnis as well. But the Washington Capitals, minus 145, hosted the Boston Bruins tomorrow. The total is six. Uh, like Herm Edwards says, put your name on it. I will. Give me the Washington Capitals to beat the Boston Bruins. Minus 145. Columbus Blue Jackets are plus 215 at the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes are minus 260. Give me the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets plus a puck and a half at minus 125. The Toronto Maple Leafs take on the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens are the most historic team in NHL history. They're also one of the worst teams uh, this year in the league, and they want to be. Their defense is terrible. They do have some skill up front. I don't like, normally I I bet unders when we talk about six and a half. Not this game. I think the Leafs win like 5-2 or 6-2 or something like that. Lay the puck and a half with the Leafs and take the over. The Avs raise their banner. They got their rings. We'll get McKinnis' picks on the other side. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. Sports Grid Radio Network. Series 6 channel 159. The Freak. Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth. We're going to talk some college football, actually, with Jerry Palm. We're going to get in all the uh, the big games. Texas and Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State. Shout out to Sooner Lisa tuning in right now. Norman, Oklahoma. Things are not going well in Oklahoma right now, obviously. And um, 
They're actually laying seven and a half points this week against the uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. And even if Kansas's quarterback is out, you have to wonder how Oklahoma is favored by seven and a half against anybody right now, let alone the Kansas Jayhawks. Who are, you know, it's crazy to say that, but the Kansas Jayhawks playing good football. Andrew McKinnis kicking it with us uh, right now. So I want to get into some NFL with you, McKinnis. Well, let's start off with the hockey. So the Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals, you're not, you think the cop, you know, you, you like the cats, but you don't like the price at minus 145. I'll bet it. I'll take. I'll roll the dice with the Capitals here at minus 145. I'm going to take the Columbus Blue Jackets at plus one and a half. And we went to the break last time. I got to the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. Whatever. In the, in, in the playoffs with Carey Price, the, you know, the Canadians can beat the Leafs. In a regular season game, in a season opener, with this rebuilt Montreal Canadiens defense, their goalies suck, their defense sucks. Toronto's offense is potent. I don't know about Matt Murray in the playoffs, McKinnis, but in the regular season, he'll probably play well enough for them. And it's just, you know, yes, it's in Montreal, but does it even matter? What do you think of this one? I'm thinking like the Leafs win like 5-2. I think it's going to be a ridiculous hockey game game. I think it could shock us how many goals we see. Look, the offensive like core for Montreal isn't that bad. It's just the decor, and and it's really young as well. And of course, you know they're bottom six. They're not really going to be the most responsible, you know, defensively. But when you look at guys like Marner and Matthews coming at you, and you've got younger players in the lineup, it's really tough to compete. But honestly, when I look at this one, it's hard to argue the over. I'm seeing even sevens at plus money. You know, I would take that as wow. well. I I looked at Montreal over two and a half team total goals. And I don't bet Montreal that often. Everybody knows they're my favorite team. I don't bet them that often. I got a good read. They're going to come out there and score some goals. I like that Martin St. Louis hasn't really showed us quite yet the full lineup. In the preseason, not once did he play all of his starters in one lineup. Pretty much every other team does that. But he, he said he just want to mix things up, figure out who's going to make the roster, who works well with who. Every single game had a different line pairing. I kind of like that. You know, now this is kind of a new team that no one has seen before. You know, Sean Monaghan, Kirby Doc. There's going to be guys that are a little different this year on the team. Uh, we saw Cole Caulfield have a great uh, preseason, but I worry about them and their turnovers. It's just constant turnovers in the neutral zone. They can't mark a man um, in their own end, and their penalty kill is atrocious. And, you know, Jake Allen, I don't think he's horrible, but when you're getting peppered with 45 shots a night, it's yeah. hard to really stop the puck. So, um, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to say mean, he's gonna... horrible. That's unfair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you know what? You know what, though? Caden Primo is a guy that uh, he's close to having to start to step up and make that next jump to the NHL. He puts up phenomenal numbers in the AHL, in the playoffs, and he plays any games in the NHL, and it's just, it's absolutely horrible. But, Gabe, one game I really like tomorrow, and it's a total. I'm playing a lot of totals. Start the- Sounds like we lost McKinnis. All right. Reestablish uh, connection <laughs> with, with McKinnis. I was waiting. I'm like, all right, what do you like? I was, I was anxiously uh, about to hear. Sounds like he hung up on himself, to be honest, but we'll find out what, what, the, what the culprit is. Uh, momentarily. <laughs> uh, it is It is what it is. That's why it's a Twisted Tuesday. It's too early in the week for this. But uh, I'm in a good mood since the Dodgers just won by uh, more than one and a half runs, and they won the game. One down, 10 to go. One down, 10 to go. The Chicago Blackhawks are in Colorado tomorrow. So the, Black, the, the, the Colorado Avalanche, defending Stanley Cup champions, they're, they're, they're getting their rings. You, the, I retweeted the video today of their rings. Pretty badass rings and stuff. Very gaudy. They're minus 425. Chicago projected to be one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. You got a massive number here, McKinnis. It's minus 425. The Avalanche minus one and a half is minus 150. Total is a six and a half. What are your thoughts on the defending Stanley Cup champions, Colorado Avalanche, uh, home opener, season opener? Well, first of all, you look at uh, a team like you know Chicago, everybody can't stop saying so many bad things about them. But guess what? Taze still plays for them. Patrick Kane still plays for them. They still have a respectable you know uh, bottom six, but everybody wants to count them out right away. I just really don't like this team in the long term because I feel like they're going to sell the farm even more than they already have later on in the year. 
You know, so I like goals in this one. Over six and a half is my favorite play tomorrow. So that's that's my number one bet for tomorrow here with Chicago and Colorado. I think that there's still lots of offensive talent. I think Colorado's defensive core, they get caught up in the rush a lot. You know, they've got so many defensemen that act like forwards that it looks awesome when it works, but sometimes it can backfire on them. And, of course, you have the banner ceremony and so many things going on. They did lose a few guys as well. I feel like this game could really surprise people. And, you know, I, I really look at these games where you see a minus 400, you know, a minus 350, all these big favorites. Quite often, you see those go over. And to me, that might be the better play. I might even take a look at Chicago in the first period at plus a puck and a half because, or, or plus a half goal. You know, I feel like they're going to come out more motivated. They're going to come out ready to go. And maybe the avalanche starts slow. And if not, well, it looks pretty good for my over. I expect goals in this one. Uh, out of the entire slate tomorrow, Gabe, this is one I think I have the best read on where we could see Colorado take a dip down. And, you know, Alexander Georgiev, what do you think about him as a goaltender? Because I haven't seen him be a starter for a team. You know, I haven't seen either of these goaltenders that uh, Colorado has, you know, be a number one starter, right? So I worry about goaltending for both of these teams, and I, I think that we're going to see lots of goals tomorrow night. I can't argue your points. And, um, you know, as I stated, I'm more of an under better when I can see. When I see a six and a half, I'm inclined. And, look, I got burnt tonight going with the under in the Vegas and the Kings game. I just got sucked in by the six and a half, but I didn't go big on it or anything. But I'm not going to argue with you. I think there'll be a lot of goals in this hockey game. I'm not sure there'll be a ton of goals in the Kraken and the Ducks, though. So you talked about the the Kraken potentially being live underdogs here. But the thing is, they're only plus 105. Ducks minus 125. The total is five and a half, shaded to the over. So you are getting a small plus price of plus 110 to the under five and a half here. Um... I do think Seattle are going to be better and more competitive this year. You know, NHL preseason is a little bit more realer than other preseasons are. And, like, Seattle, like you talked about it earlier, you like the way that they're building this team from the back end up. They're not, like, going for – they're going for more for the the stake than the sizzle. They're trying to build something. And I think you're going to get, you know, an honest, hard-working effort from this team on a nightly basis. They have some – you know, they've got some skill – on this team, and uh, I think they're going to be competitive. But like I said, they won they had 60 points last year, and their point total is 81 and a half. That's a serious jump, man. They have 22 more points. What do you make of this game, five and a half, and uh, against the uh, the Ducks? And what, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, you know, Seattle just has four lines that are going to work their tails off, and you know they're going to get pucks deep. They're going to establish possession. Um, I think they're actually going to be a sneaky team for props, you know, shots on goal props and stuff like that, you know, not being too fancy. Whereas, Gabe, I think Anaheim is the exact opposite, right? Trevor Zegras, I, I, I don't see a hockey poster or an advertisement for a video game without seeing Zegras, you know, and all these young guys on Anaheim. To me, they're just too flashy. All the goals they score are, are you know, the top corner goals. And that's not what I remember Anaheim's identity being. And I feel like that's kind of changing. But for the Kraken, they can score goals both ways. They've got a great decor, a massive one. A lot of uh, aggressive, um, hard-hitting defensemen that are stay-at-home guys. I like them big time. Short dog, but I'll take it. We've got the Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers as well. We'll get to that with McKinnis, and we'll get into the NFL with Andrew McKinnis. Way to talk on the other side. Jerry Pomp from CBSSports.com will join us as well. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Yankees beat the Guardians. They're actually off tomorrow. They're back at it on Thursday because everything Major League Baseball does is strange. Tomorrow's a National League day. And then uh, Thursday's a, um, I don't know, they want to get everybody back on track and whatever. I guess it evens out. It's a competitive balance thing and whatever. So uh, it's two National League games tomorrow. And then uh, the the American League games are Thursday. And then they're back at it. Uh, everybody's back at it on Friday. Um so, uh, just quick, we got Andrew McKinnis with us, but just a quick update of the numbers right now. We got Zach Wheeler against Kyle Wright. Wright minus 136. Wheeler plus 116. Philly are red hot. Total seven and a half. Three to four games went over today. San Diego sends you Darvish to the hill. Take on his former teammate, Clayton Kershaw. Great pitching matchup. And I'll tell you what, we'll get into this a little bit later on when we talk about the shadows, wrestling with shadows. Uh, San Diego and Los Angeles, 830, um, 838, 837, 838, whatever it is, uh, first pitch. I think it's 8.37. The book always puts that extra minute so the, the computer doesn't shut you out before the game starts. So 8.37 Eastern time. That's 5.37 in Los Angeles. Anyone that knows Chavez Ravine and Dodger Stadium knows you can get some weird shadows uh, going on during this time. So... Run, man, runs are going to be tough to come by tomorrow with Kershaw and Darvish on the hill. Um, Andrew McKinnis with us. So, McKinnis, I want to get to football with you, but one last hockey play. The Edmonton Oilers, I'm high on the Oilers. And I don't know, man, I guess maybe uh, I'm high, actually, that uh, I think the Oilers can go to the Stanley Cup uh, this year. Listen, the abs, one thing I want to say, guys, and I'll ask you, McKinnis, what your Stanley Cup pick is, you know, it's always boring to say the same teams that win, right? I hate that. People always do that, and sports doesn't work that way. You look in the NFL, no one's repeated since the Patriots in the early 2000s, right? Like the NBA, you know, goes on little runs and stuff, but the NHL, if you look at it historically, it has been dominated, McKinnis, by whoever the best team is for a couple of years. You know what I mean? This goes back to the Canadians and, you know, and the Hayden, the Canadians in the 50s, the Canadians in the 60s, the Canadians in the 70s, um, uh, New York Islanders in the 80s, uh, you know, Edmonton Oilers, you know what I mean? Four cups, six cups, four cups. And then the Pittsburgh Penguins win a the, the, the bunch of cups. The LA Kings win a bunch of cups. The Blackhawks win a bunch of cups. Same teams often win, so it wouldn't shock me, actually, if Colorado repeated, because that's actually the history of the NHL. But they're only plus 450, and it's boring. So I'm going to say their number one threat are the Edmonton Oilers, along with the Calgary Flames, the province of Alberta. I think both those teams are elite. Absolutely. Uh, just real quick, I like the under in that game tomorrow night, Gabe. I think that um, you know new goaltender in town for Edmonton, Vancouver, I think their recipe for a good game is playing under in low-scoring games. They've got a lot of responsible forwards. I- I'm going to start using that expression more. Responsible forwards that take care of things in their own end as well. So I like the under 6.5 in that one. But uh, for me, look, I'm going to go... Yeah, I, I think I'm going to keep it in Alberta as well and probably go Calgary and, and the Rangers maybe. Um, I, I, I think that the St. Louis Blues are a really good dark horse at a long shot because they weren't very healthy last year. They had lots of problems. And the number that we're getting, I think it's like 20 to 1. Or, or, or no, it's way better than that, I'm pretty sure. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, you know, they're a really dangerous team with a, with a good goaltender if he gets hot. Um, but I think Calgary and New York, I'll go on record here and say that for me for the the preseason, uh, you know, predictions here for the finals. I, last year, I wasn't in on uh, New York. Chances are I'll probably end up getting future bets on Carolina and New York because I think one of those two teams from the East are making the finals. I'm not buying the hype on Florida, man. 
I don't. Yeah, I, I don't buy the hype on Florida either. The Rangers are my pick to make it to the Stanley Cup. Actually, I actually think Edmonton. If you have to, if you ask me right now, that'll be my pick. The Edmonton Oilers will beat the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals. As far as the St. Louis Blues, you were close to the number. It's twenty-two to one. So the, the Blues yeah. right now to win the Cup, twenty-two to one. The Vegas Golden Knights are seventeen uh, to one. All right, McKitts, let's get into some NFL football. We're back out at Thursday, and we can say, oh, what a terrible game it is, but we've been dealt a lot of terrible games, so this one really can't be any worse than anything we've actually seen uh, before. But we will have baseball on Thursday night. Uh, we got Baylor and West Virginia as well. There's college football Thursday night, so if you don't want to watch the, uh, the Commanders, and we're being nice calling them the Commanders right now, against the Bears, then it's acceptable. But what do you think of the NFL card this week? You know, there's spots that I like, and I'll start with the opening game here. You know, um, keeping it with the totals theme for me for this evening, I, I like the over in this one. And, uh, you know, it might be kind of a surprise, you know, with these what these two teams are capable of and what we've seen from them. But you know what they've shown us, Gabe, is that they give up points. You know, teams score on them. And, and I think that, you know, both teams can maybe find their offenses against one another. It is a very, very low total that we're seeing here. And hopefully – the fact that it's a short week, you know, turns it into a little bit of sloppy defense and not as much on the offensive side, but um, you never really know which end of that you're going to get. But uh, one of those kind of betting numbers, not teams type of situation, just with how low this really is. And let's face it, I mean, Washington's a lot better than kind of how they've been playing. I don't think that they're a really good team, obviously, but they've had, I mean, last, last week was just embarrassing. You know, the drives they weren't able to complete and stuff like that. They still have some guys that can make plays and, you know, the Bears are going to be the Bears, but I think they can, you know, get us up there and compete and keep the game closed, and these teams can trade some points. So it's not like we're asking for an absolute, you know, touchdown fest here. We just need some steady points throughout. So Thursday night, I like the over quite a bit. Um, later in the week, a uh, popular game last week, or a popular team, I should say, the Cardinals. All I heard, the Cardinals, they're a sharp play, they're a sharp play, they're a sharp play. Yeah, they ended up doing pretty well, but guess what? They yeah, covered. I'm still, they, they did cover. And you know what? I, I liked it. Uh, didn't get to the window with it, so I guess I'm frustrated. But I like Seattle this week. You know, we, we've got a quarterback in Seattle that's, you know, pretty much up there in the top of the league is the most accurate QB rating, you know, getting it done in big situations. He's got lots of weapons. They're actually making plays on the ground as well. Their defense hasn't been horrible. And the Cardinals aren't scaring anybody. I'm sorry. I mean, good game last week for sure. But everybody in the world called it a flat spot for some reason for the Eagles. So I think Seattle can keep it close or win outright. So those are two plays like this week quite a bit. I like your contrarian play on Thursday night. It's 37 and a half. It's a really low number. And Washington, 25th-ranked defense in the National Football League as far as points allowed are concerned at 256 the Bears are actually an av- you know the the Bears defense isn't bad. It's ranked 15th in points allowed at 21.2. They're both offensively challenged, but it is such a low number. And normally, like when you get a game like this, when everybody thinks no one's going to score, it'll be like 14-14 at the half, right? So I don't I don't have a problem with your contrarian angle. Now, as far as Seattle and Arizona is concerned, I'm thinking uh, differently in this game. If you look at Arizona, they're 0-3 at home. But who did they lose to, right? They lost in, in the first week to Kansas City, uh, who were a very good team. No shame in that. They lost to the Los Angeles Rams. No shame in that. Even though the Rams are struggling right now. And the Rams always beat the Cardinals, and they always have beaten the Cardinals. And then it is lost to the only undefeated team in the NFL, in the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cardinals' home schedule has been very difficult. Have they choked? Yes. Right? You know, yeah, they have. But their two road games, they've won. Right, they went into Las Vegas, put points up, and came back from twenty nothing down. They went into Carolina and won that game easily. They're coming off a loss here, and I wish they were getting DeAndre Hopkins back this week. They're not. It's going to be next week, but um, it, you know we're we're getting there right now. So there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for Arizona. They've gone through a lot. I don't think Kingsbury's a very good coach. I've tried to defend him in the past, McKinnis, but there's just they're quite frankly not prepared to play. But. With all that being stated, bro, that's Seattle defense, McKinnis. Over the last three games, this this defense giving up 37 points a game, giving up 30.8 points per game on the season. Man, they, they can't stop anybody. So I think the Cardinals offense is going to go up and down the field on them. It's going to be a track meet. I'm leading Arizona. 
I can't argue what you said there. You know, and that's why part of me when I was looking at this game and trying to decide what my play is, because I told you before, I don't, I don't really like having a total inside of the same game. Part of me was wondering, well, do you like the over then? But I just, you know what, though? You see Kyler Murray with, with you know, the flashes of brilliance, and then you'll see the next couple drives, not much. You know, and it's not all on him. It's on his offense and his receivers as well. But, you know, like even look at like last week's game, right? What what kept them in the game? What kept things really close? I, I don't think that there were any like massive plays, really. They covered the point spread. You know, I think this week they're going to be involved in another close game. We'll be decided within a field goal. And I'm hoping Seattle can keep it within that or at least win outright. It's a tough card this week, isn't it? Let's just call it off what it is. What do you I think about at, uh, Carolina? Everyone's talking about them, and I don't want to bet that team. I don't even want to acknowledge them. I don't want to look at yeah. them, think about them, talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean, Gabe. <laughs> Patriots uh, Browns was kind of intriguing to me. That's another one. How the hell do you bet that game? Like, you know what I mean? Like, really? Like, how can you trust either team? I'm not saying you know, that's just my opinion. I look at it. I'm like, there's a lot of games where I look at it. I'm like, oh god. And we're on the clock, McKinnis. Um, you know, we're, I'm on a team in a super contest, and they have a, you know, they got a prize every three weeks, right? So uh, the Shady Five we hit earlier in the year, but our other team, Team Reunited, we're nine and one, like we're tied for first place in the last two weeks. So there's money at stake this week. If we can go four and one or five and zero, oh, we should make money. Well, we will, but you know, we could choke as well. It's um. It's not easy, right? Like you got to get it done. You got to pick the right games. It's tough this week. It's it's tough this week. So I like your style, though. Over the number Thursday night football. Contrarian. We'll hope for some points in that blood basketball football game. Hey, great stuff, uh, McKinnis. Thanks for uh, for joining us. We'll catch up with you the next week. Good luck with the pucks. McKinnis picks. WagerTalk.com. Uh, McKinnis got you covered with all your NHL action. Jerry Palm joins us next. Call football. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Anger Management class continues, as does the countdown to kickoff. I am Gabriel Morency. Kick it. Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including 97.1 The Freak in Dallas, Texas. Let's do this thing. Let's talk college football. Countdown to kickoff is on. We've got some massive games uh, this weekend. Massive showdown in the SEC. Big time tilt in the Big Ten. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, CBSSports.com steps up and in to join us. Jerry, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Oh, thanks for having me on again. How's it going? 
It's a great time of the sports uh, year right now, but I'm really excited about the college uh, football season uh, right now. So I always look forward to your best bet column that's uh, posted on CBSSports.com every Tuesday. But before we get into all the best bets, let's start off with the showdown in Knoxville. We knew Tennessee was going to be good this year. Did you think they were going to be this good? And do you think they can knock off Alabama uh, this week? And for the record, Nick Saban says he's hopeful that Bryce Young will be under center on Saturday. Yeah, that's important. Um, well, I saw Tennessee at the Music City Bowl last year live and had watched them a little bit. And, you know, their, their offense was going to be good. And they are. They're explosive. Uh, they're a threat from anywhere on the field. Uh, the thing for Tennessee was going to be, would their defense be good enough to give them a shot at playing championship level? And it's getting there. The, the defense has definitely improved from last year. It's a reason why. You know, Tennessee looks like they could possibly win this game. And, and I think Alabama really needs Bryce Young. They're just, you know, Milrow, Jalen Milrow, who's the backup who finished the Arkansas game and then played a uh, full game against Texas A&M, is talented, uh, like everybody who plays for Alabama, but he's still kind of green. And at the quarterback position, when you get in games like this in an environment like Knoxville, um, that's, uh, I think you need to have an experienced guy. And, and having Bryce Young is going to be really important. If uh, Young plays, I favor Alabama by not very much, uh, less than a touchdown. Uh, but if Bill Rowe has to play, I like Tennessee, and, and I think it could be ugly. That's the thing with, with Alabama. And obviously they're a great program, but we saw the Longhorns came close, the Aggies hung around, and we're getting seven and a half points right now with a very dangerous Tennessee volunteer football team that I think yeah. legitimately is going to be in this thing that could potentially win win this game. So let's send it over to Ann Arbor and Big Ten country. You know, this is amazing. It's the first time since 1997, Jerry, that both Penn State and Michigan are ranked in the top ten heading into their matchup. Huh. That's uh, it's Penn State's a really good team. Uh, I saw them at Purdue to open the season. Um, I, they've got some really good young guys that aren't yeah. starting, uh, but uh, give them uh, some different looks out of the backfield and the and the receiver position. Uh, they've got an All-American defensive back and Porter. Uh, you know, I think Penn State is going to go and, and give them a little bit of a fight. But Michigan at home, I, I just think that Michigan. There's like levels in the Big Ten, and Ohio State's a level of their own, and Michigan is right behind them, but not quite them. And I think Penn State is third. They're like right behind Michigan, but not quite Michigan, and that game bat Michigan. So I like Michigan to win. What's the line on that game, seven? Um, yeah, you know, the, Mich- the Michigan Wolverines, I agree with you as far as, and it's down to six and a half right now. It was seven, down to yeah. six and a half. Total is 52 and a half, which surprises me because wouldn't be surprised if this turned into an old-fashioned Big Ten slugfest, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the under more than I like the line, uh, but I think Michigan will win by about a touchdown. So that, that line is pretty much right on. Um, Penn State, and then once you get to Penn State, the, the fourth-best team in the league, I uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny I, I you say that because I, you got Illinois and Minnesota playing at the same time as well. And how about how about this Illinois team? And how about Big Ten football? These two teams, as you wrote, yeah. these these guys just play smash mouth football, man. I, I actually ended up picking Purdue to win the Big Ten West this week. And after the win at Maryland, I guess for me at the moment, Purdue is probably the fourth best team. It might be Illinois, but I think it speaks to how bad the rest of the Big Ten is that we can't even identify a fourth best team. The, 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 the top three are so much better that we can't even and the, the other 11 are such a pile that we can't even really identify the fourth best team. Um, at the moment, Illinois seems to be the flavor of the day. Uh, there are some that say Purdue. Uh, you know, Illinois and Iowa just played an eye-bleeding 9-6 game uh, that had this remarkably ridiculous sequence when both teams kept going backwards and Iowa ended up with a field goal. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, um, you know, Illinois is, is going to grind you. Iowa's going to grind you. You know, Purdue likes to play a little bit more open. Maryland, I think it might actually be the most talented team of the rest of the league, but they just can't get out of their own way. Most penalized team in the country, and it cost them again this week. You do like the under as one of your best bets this week, though, with Minnesota and Illinois, right? Yep. Yeah, I do. I like the under because uh, both teams are going to run. That that's their identity offensively, and they're going to commit to it. And they've got two really good backs. The problem is these defenses are set up 
to slow good running backs down. So uh, I think the clock is going to run a lot. I think the points are going to be hard to come by. You'll probably see more field goals and touchdowns again. And uh, and I think the under is, is the play, even though I think it's only 38. Uh, but it's, I don't, I'm not sure either team's going to score 20. We're in conversation with CBS Sports uh, Com's Jerry Palm. So, Jerry, it's hard to believe to say a kid like Quinn Ewers, who's already a millionaire, who's become a millionaire playing football at the collegiate level, is is underrated or not being talked about. You know what I mean? But yeah. man, this kid is good. Hey, the throws that this guy makes, people aren't really talking about him. Strange scheduling spot for Texas. They're coming off the blowout in the Red River shootout. What are your thoughts yeah. on this Texas Longhorn team taking on the Cyclones this week? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a trap game for Texas because you, you've got this big high, right? One of the biggest wins, if not the biggest win, in the history of that rivalry. And then you've got to play at Oklahoma State next week, which is huge if you want to you know, try and win this conference. But in the middle of that, you've got another grinder team in Iowa State that you know is going to try and take the air out of the ball. And they play really good defense. They play low-scoring games. They're in all of their games, even if they don't win them. And this is something like a like a double-digit uh, line, as I recall. Um, I, I think something like Yeah, 16 and a half. I, yeah, yeah, 16 and yeah, a half right I just, now. I, I like Texas to win. I just think the way Iowa State plays, they kind of they just hang around. And, and they'll hang around, and they'll probably lose by seven. Uh, and I don't know if you're going to get the full attention of Texas this week, uh, but I don't know that they need it to, to win this game. But uh, I, I don't think they're covering 16. Jerry, coming into this year, I thought that Oklahoma was going to be – I thought they would just sort of continue to do what they do. I thought that Venables would improve the defense and that the offense would just sort of do their thing. And I'm also yeah. sort of just shocked that, you know, Dylan Gabriel goes down and the wheels fall off. I mean, yeah. Davis Bevel yeah, nothing just – Nothing, nothing. Not like yeah. – I'm just – I was amazed that like – and I don't like throwing college quarterbacks out of the bus, but I was just amazed that like really this is what – this is it? Like, this, you know, this is the guy that's ready to take over. And then now the wheels are falling off the defense as well. And here they are laying seven and a half points. You know, it's hard to buy in right now. I mean, these guys, yeah. I mean, they have a hard time getting a first down, let alone winning a football game by a number. And as you wrote, okay, so Daniels, let's say Daniels is out. Uh, let's say Daniels is out for Kansas. Listen, man, the, you know, the fact of the matter is this Kansas offense can still move the football, and Jason Bean has started football games before, right? He's a, yep. you know, he's a veteran yep. quarterback, transferred over from North yeah, Texas. He started, I think, the first nine games of last year before Daniels took over. Um, and it's good, it's good when you have a veteran quarterback as your backup. I mean, he's a backup for a reason, right? But when you have a veteran quarterback as a backup, that, that's a real bonus because you don't have to worry about them getting into situations they haven't seen. Unlike what's going on at Alabama where you've got a very talented guy but is seeing a lot of stuff for the first time. So Kansas, you know, they showed last week. You know, Daniels goes out, Bean comes in. They don't lose hardly anything offensively. And you could argue the two best quarterbacks in that Kansas-Oklahoma game play for Kansas. So, you know, it's a a tough situation for Oklahoma. But I just – I don't know. I felt like I missed a memo. Was there some big injury or something that that Oklahoma ends up a seven and a half point favorite over anyone right now, let alone Kansas? I didn't understand that at all. Jerry, let's talk uh, about the Mountain West. Just let's show some love for every uh, conference uh, here. And strange conference uh, this year. I mean, UNLV were four and one. They go in. They go into the Bay Area last week and just get punched in the mouth. And I'll be honest with you. Earlier in the year, I wasn't really sure because San Jose State were down last year. I know they built it up a couple right. of years ago, but then they were down again. So earlier this year, Jerry, I was like, Do Auburn are Auburn just bad? And like, wow, they can't pull away from San Jose State at home, or maybe. Maybe the San Jose State team is actually pretty good. I guess it's a little bit of both, but yeah, the Spartan team, by Mountain West standards, playing good football right now, on a run, on a roll. They look like the best team in the league at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how Boise State does going forward after you know they fired their offensive coordinator, they brought back Dirk Ketter, uh, they changed quarterbacks because Hank Backmeyer left, and so far so good You know through two games with that setup. Um, so we'll see if they can continue on that role. But San Jose State, I think you could argue, has played the best football of anyone in that league to this point of the season. And there was one point that I thought Air Force was going to be the best team in the league because they got off to a great start. And it just, you know, Fresno State lost their quarterback, who was the preseason player of the year, Jake Hayner. And it's just it's been a bit of a muddle 
Uh, but San Jose State has been playing some pretty good football uh, right now, and uh, I think they're in a good position to make a run at the conference title. Well, speaking, we got a couple more minutes with Jerry. We always appreciate your time, Jerry. Speaking of good football, how about this Oklahoma State Cowboy and uh, TCU Horn Frog uh, football game uh, with the Horn Frogs laying three and a half here? I've really been impressed. Listen, TCU's offense is just second level. I mean, this stuff is unbelievable. I think they can score on anybody, but I guess we're going to find out. And Oklahoma State are just a damn good football team right now, aren't they? Over the last couple of years, they've really changed their identity. Much more physical, yeah. defensive-minded. Yeah. You, know, you know what one stands out to me, Jerry? Too. They're good in the fourth quarter. You noticed Oklahoma State? Like, they're good in close games, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Gundy has done a really good job uh, turning that team into uh, it's almost like Big Ten style, classic Big Ten style football. I mean, it's not three yards in a cloud of dust offensively, not like that, but defensively, it's just the physicality that they play with. And now you come up against. You know, TCU, uh, Sonny Dykes' first year, you know, that marriage with Max Dugan as his quarterback is going very well. Uh, they're playing terrifically. They can score. So that, it's really going to be interesting to see if Oklahoma State can slow that offense down. And if they can do that, you know, if TCU goes out there and scores 35, I don't think Oklahoma State's going to win. They're going to have to, you know, keep that team in the 20s, frustrate them offensively, force some mistakes, and then I think Oklahoma State can win. Uh, right now, this is a battle for – possibly a Sugar Bowl berth, and maybe even a, a college football playoff berth if things went really well. Um, but the winner of this game has got a huge leg up in, in both the conference race and the chase for a college football playoff spot. You talked about some of the Big Ten struggles earlier, Jerry, and there's always the criticism about the Big 12. The Big 12 is a very good conference uh, this year. Oh, so this year's great. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, is. Like I said, like they're in the midst for a puff. Like, you can't say, well, no, you don't deserve it. If you get out of this, yeah. you do. So, listen, Jerry, we got about 35 seconds here, 45 seconds or so. I'm surprised Utah have two losses right now. They get the USC Trojans. Everybody thought this would be USC's downfall when they saw the schedule. They're not going to be able to handle the, handle the physicality of the Utes. What's your take on, on the USC Trojans? Can they remain one of the 15 undefeated teams? Well, they can. Um, I guess they're favored. This is where I penciled in their first loss of the season as well. Uh, it may still happen, uh, but Utah doesn't look to be at least su as successful with their physicality uh, as we have seen in the past. Obviously, the Florida game to start the season was uh, not a great day for them, uh, but UCLA almost seems like a bad matchup at times with their athleticism, and obviously USC is going to bring that in droves. So Utah is going to have to uh, find a way to slow those guys down, and some and some of that might be holding on to the football and keeping that offense off the field. Jerry, it's always a pleasure. Read Jerry over at CBSSports.com. Thanks for the time, Jerry. All right, thanks. The Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
600 Amos in Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Shout out to our boy Dirk Diggler kicking it in San Diego uh, right now. Picking up the pieces uh, following the Dodgers win. Although uh, he's not uh, he's not concerned about that. He says, uh, thanks, uh, Amaretzi, listening from San Diego. Appreciate uh, the show. Really helps me with the nightly depression. Nothing to be depressed about. Any day above ground is a good day, Dirk, but we appreciate you joining us. And uh, he says, book it. San Francisco 49ers, Buffalo Bills Super Bowl. Well, we're going to be at the Super Bowl. Um, I'll tell you what, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be at the game. We're going to be on Media Row and stuff like that again. But, like, um, I'll go to the game if the Buffalo Bills are in it. I'll tell you that. Maybe I'll go anyways, but, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm at the stage of my life right now where I'm tired of watching. Uh, I'm like uh, I'm like uh, somebody, you know, that wants to get married. And they're tired of going to their friends' weddings and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I'm tired of watching other teams celebrate Super Bowls. Although I do want to see the Los Angeles Dodgers celebrate a World Series championship. It's not going to be easy. One game at a time. And basically, the... Listen, it's not college football. Great stuff with Jerry Palm. And I do like the Tennessee Volunteers plus the points. Um, but the less games you play, the better. You're, you know, It's less chance to get injured. It's more chance to set your rotation and the pitchers the way that you want. You know what I mean? Like, every win is good. Right? Like, Seattle really let Houston off the hook. San Diego didn't let Los Angeles off the hook. I just think it's one of these deals with San Diego and Los Angeles where... San Diego are good, but they're just always going to be a run or two short. Dodgers in four. It's a must-win situation for the Friars tomorrow with you Darvish on, on the hill. I tell you, I don't think there's going to be a ton of runs early uh, through this game with the shadows. Chavez Ravine, this is Portrage. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.